Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? I'm 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 good, Connor. I'm worried. I don't want to... I, I, look, I'm worried if I say how I'm actually doing, you're going to get mad at me, okay? <laughs> Because both <laughs> notoriously, both, I get aggressive on this show. Tr- traditionally, that's how Tradition- it works. Yeah, but both like things that are like events that I've done today, they're yeah. both like on the surface quite dull. But I yeah. find them really interesting and game changing. Oh, okay, right. Look, I'm kind of t- trying to think now. If this is somebody's first episode, do they need to hear this? But now yeah. you've set it up in a way that I can't not you, ask you. Man, you can just breeze past this if you want. There's That's no fine. way you could just go, well, you probably aren't going to be interested in this. And then I go, yeah, cool. And then move uh, on. See, That's this is what I mean. You're getting mad at me. You're getting mad at me for speaking <laughs> no, my mind. Now I'm getting mad because you didn't tell me. <laughs> That's improv, buddy. It's a conversation. <laughs> okay. Everyone I'll just take a breath Sean what interesting thing did you do today well the first thing about up until about 10 minutes before recording I've been building a model pirate ship so that's pretty good and then the other one is I went to the store and I bought a speed mop <laughs> oh yes a speed mop <laughs> We're not sponsored by Speedmop. It's it's by it, uh, to brag, it's by Flash, actually, oh, Connor. So, and, um, <laughs> oh I'm not mad, I'm more disappointed. Yeah, um, I knew you'd say that. The, we always say that. The pirate ship though I was okay with. It's the speed mop enthusiasm that I feel like that's real adulthood and I'm not willing to accept that from anybody. That's fair, because look, I've had one of those mops that has the head that you throw in the washer and dryer after, but you have to wait for it to be done. This one uses the little biodegradable cleaning pads. That's a whole thing. Like, that's... Look, whatever. And then the pirate ship, uh, one of the patrons, Roisin, got it for me. She, also, she's like a friend. Uh, she, she got it for Are me. Are bribes? Not at all. She got it for me for my birthday. It's the Flying Dutchman from Pirates of oh, the yeah. Caribbean, and it lights up and shit. So... That's what I've been working on. And then the mop thing as well. Uh, we're three minutes into the show. I'm very sorry. <laughs> 60% has been mop. There's <laughs> been a lot of mop talk. Any mop this stories is, coming up? This, this is, by the way, weird. there's no mop stories. This is weird news. Uh, Sean, what do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. I've been on insane high-octane adventures and too busy to look at any weird news, Connor. <laughs> This, I'm not mad. I just I feel like it's a combination of just podcast. It's it's a bit of content. You know what I mean. And I feel like maybe mop talk might be a new segment we could push to the end of the show. 
Okay, I'll, look, I'll push mop talk to the end yeah. of the show. That's Maybe absolutely fine. when I fine. come off the call. <laughs> well, no, you have to stick around. I can't just do mop. I can't do a solo mop talk, Connor. The, the, the well, vibes won't be the, the way, same. I don't want to break your heart, but I already had that flash mop. Anyway, so we're mo- moving. No, isn't it great though? <laughs> we're moving on to our first news story of the week, Sean. Okay. Um, and we had a man who did not have a good week. Um, oh. Look, I'm assuming you've had it, Sean. You went on a, on a big night out. You had a bit of a blackout and you've woken up and you're like, oh, I feel rough. I feel rough. Don't know where I am. Can't really remember what happened last night, but at least I'm cozy in my own bed. How did I get here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly Mm. how it happens every time. Uh, Well, man woke up to go for a pee to find out he was actually in a coffin. (laughs) Oh, oh, there's few worse places to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) That is a rough night. That's so, madness. a terrified festival goer says he was being offered as a human sacrifice <laughs> after he woke up. After he woke up trapped in a coffin following a big drinking binge. What festival was this? Um, terrified Victor Hugo Mika Alvarez, thirty, smashed out of the casket um, in Bolivia. <laughs> last week he'd been drinking very heavily the night before Sean okay like I'm talking big boy points right um, and Sean me and points we call those Connor I, but nobody has called them that at the opening of the Mother Earth Festival where indigenous people offer everything from live animals and sheep fetuses to sweets and coca leaves to the goddess who they believe accept offerings in August. So, big festival. Everybody's there having a bit of fun, right? Yeah. Um, Victor claims he just turned up. He was just there for, as we would say, a bit of crack. Um, Bit of banter with the boys, perhaps. (laughs) Victor claims he apparently, in his own words, was among the human sacrifices. (laughs) But... I don't think you're allowed to do human sacrifices anymore. No, I feel like they've stopped doing them, but he might just be unlucky that he was just there. Or Or is it like a pretend human sacrifice? Uh, You might take that. He told local media, which in one of my favourite news interviews of all time, while still covered in mud and concrete, completely, they just interviewed him straight away. (laughs) Just once once he climbed out of the crypt. There was a series of news reporters just holding microphones. There was a microphone just as his hand popped out of the ground. They're like, how do you feel about this? What would you take in half? All the cameramen knew he was down there. They were gathered around waiting for that shot. (laughs) Um, After his apparent escape, this is what he said. Last night was the pre-entry of the festival. festival. We went dancing and afterwards, I don't really remember. The only thing I remember is that I thought I was in my bed. And so I wanted to get up to go for a piss and I couldn't move. When I pushed the coffin, I was able to break a glass that it had, and and that way I was able to get out. Jesus Christ! So, uh, well, Jesus did something quite similar, in fact. But the, <laughs> notorious, he's known for it. <laughs> he took three days, though. This lad only this one lad night. A few hours. This lad did it hung over as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus hadn't even had the wine at that stage. The only time I've ever, like, proper... I, I Look, I talk about drinking on this show a lot, but I think it's funny. The only time I've ever properly blacked out is I walked into the pub, my friend said, get this man a whiskey, and then I woke up at home. Oh, no. And then... <laughs> but I just... I woke up in bed, and, like, my lovely girlfriend had made croissants and pan au chocolat. I mean, is there uh, any better take? It's the only way to wake up, Connor. Yeah. I didn't wake up in a fucking coffin and have to break <laughs> through glass to release I mean, myself. I, the only thing I was thinking of is the fear. Now, if anyone oh. doesn't know what the fear is, is obviously the bit in the morning after when you're like, what did I do last night? What happened? What happened? <laughs> the fear kicks in. Now, imagine the fear. If you wake up and you're already in a coffin. <laughs> because going into the coffin, if you're that drunk, you're just happy to have somewhere to lie down and have a sleep. And then it gets real quiet all of a sudden. But yeah, the waking up in the coffin, was it put under the ground at that point? Or buried is another term for that? Um, it had been buried, yeah. So the term, um, so they often, uh, all the sacrifices, they often take the form of colourful sweets. Um, you've got a few medicinal plants, a few eggs, a few minerals, 
Um, now, some are warning that human sacrifices are still carried out, but there's no evidence for this, uh, other than this yeah. man waking up in a coffin. I that's, think a pretty, that's, that's a fucking testimony, is what that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so... Uh, on the day, what happens is followers go to the highest elevations they can to burn wood stacks with animal fat, coloured paper, and sweets to thank the goddess um, okay. for all their offerings over the year. All that stuff sounds lovely. Yeah. But how did one man end up in one coffin? Um, so, <laughs> we don't know is the story that happened. In his own words, he went out dancing, he came, and then he just woke up covered in concrete... They had poured concrete on him, that's, Sean. I didn't address the concrete when it first happened, right? Yeah. But that's not standard practice. <laughs> in It, it is gra- to stop vampires. It is to stop, you know, them coming back alive. A, a vampire! A, a vampire at full strength <laughs> could easily break through concrete, Connor. <laughs> Excuse me? What are you, the vampire police? Yeah. The trick with vampires is you bury them upside down. So they try and climb out of the ground, but they just dig themselves deeper. (laughs) No! Someone's, one of the Buffy writers, if they tuned into this, they're like, ah, for, they threw their hands up. (laughs) (laughs) I look, your traditional vampires, strong as a fuck. They can break through concrete, no bother at all. Yeah, what about if you're covered in concrete, you're in a coffin, and you just had a rough night? I have one question. And this man, I'm assuming, I think the first step is obviously panic. Yeah. Like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I really need to pee. But, um, secondly, at what point are you so sick? Because if you're blackout drunk, you've got to be, I mean, the hangover must be severe. Okay. At what point do you just go, I'll just have a rest for another few hours? (laughs) (laughs) I'll turn back in there. The thing is, that absolutely happened at some point during the night. He definitely woke up, decided to go back to sleep, and then woke up at like noon. Because it's dark down there as well. It's always dark. (laughs) You're in the ground. I was like, oh great, it's still night time. And he did that five or six times and he was like, maybe I should have a look at it. Just Uh, having a crack through the curtains. I was at a festival over the summer and a friend of a friend... Uh, ended up he slept in a portaloo. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and he like he woke up and there was he had to go and he went and then there was no toilet paper. Oh no! <laughs> and his that's... phone and his wallet had been robbed. Of and course. And he was far. He was a. I think it was a forty minute drive away was his accommodation. Yeah. So and his phone was like he had no way of contacting or paying or anything. But he had to course, walk. Of course, because somebody had seen the passed out man in the toilet covered in piss. <laughs> and, <laughs> And and I thought, oh, payday. <laughs> Easy pickings for me, says I. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the only that's the only like somewhat similar story is mm. sleeping in a confined space. I think this might be drunk. the worst morning after the night before we've ever had. I think so. I definitely yeah. think so. I think and anyone now, has ever had. I think I'm going to quit drinking just in case this ever happens. What I would recommend, by the way, just for your own amusement, is look up an image of this man. Um, okay. Because in the interview, I think they genuinely interviewed him four seconds after he got out of the fucking ground. Because he looks, he's covered in dirt. There's just, there's muck all over him. And they wouldn't even give him a minute to get a towel or something just to have a bit of a dry off. Where are we going there? Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he No, this man is just out of the ground. <laughs> He's just genuinely crawled out of debt. He doesn't know, like, oh, that's an awful state to be in. I feel so bad for this dude. <laughs> that's actually horrendous. That's a bad night out. It is a bad night out indeed. Uh, mm. Also, there's apparently three comments on this video, but they're all hidden. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I can only assume people were sympathetic. <laughs> of course. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And what I have is a creepy ghost again, Sean. Oh, fuck. oh well, we are coming near to spooky season, it's Connor. spooky so. season nearly. It's, it's fucking August, but, but spooky ghosts, look, season. Ghosts don't nearly. sleep. Ghosts don't sleep, man. They're dead. <laughs> when know? can we start using the word autumnal? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think September is autumn, is it? Ah, uh, yeah. But you can start know. using it now. You can, you can, look, you can use any word whenever you want, except yeah. certain words. <laughs> what word today, Sean? I'd rather not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Landlord of Haunted Pub creeped out as ghost of drowned teen pushes pints off tables. 
Okay. It's not, okay, I need more information because like, how many pints of were yeah. pushed? How does he know it was the drowned teen? <laughs> That's a big question in my head at the minute. Yeah. Well, I think what you're doing is being cynical because I'm just giving I've facts asked here. two questions yeah, well, two, about a headline. Two cynical questions, right? Um, pub landlord Scott Dawson was left unsettled after he watched a pint glass and... After we watched two pint glasses move on the road, and paranormal investigators believe it's the work of a teenage ghost. Again, where's the evidence that it's a teenage drowned ghost girl? Also, is the pub <laughs> built on a slant, perhaps? <laughs> he caught the creepy footage on his CCTV camera at the Ringo Bells pub in Cumbria just before 8.30pm um, a few weeks ago. And Ah, claimed it wasn't the first spooky incident to have taken place in the pub. The bizarre footage shows a punter ordering two pints at the bar. Simple enough. And placing one on a table while he takes his dog outside. Once no one is looking, the pint glass seems to edge towards the edge of the table shot. Before startling customers as it smashes on a chair. I'm creeped out. This is fucking weird. Go on. Okay. Look, I have to watch an ad for, I believe, M&M's at the minute, but I'm waiting on the video to load, and I swear to God, once it does, I'll be the judge of how sudden I'm, and spooky this is. It's fucking spooky, Sean. It's, it's genuine, it's milliseconds. Like, the ghost comes yeah. along and is just like, get that fucking pint off the table. That okay, kind they have of a circle. They have a circle around the pint, ready yeah, to go. Yeah. Okay, and circle then, around the pint, yeah. Oh. It, uh, now, oh. it is sliding, and it did oh. crash on the chair. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm creeped. I am it's, creeped out, John. Are you creeped out? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's look. He look. He placed the point quite close to the edge of the table as well. That's all. I'm gonna it say. almost started basically on the edge. It's basically, like, he really fucked up the placement of that yeah. right there. Yeah, like, and then if the point was wet and the table was on a slant. Abs- now I sound crazy trying yeah, to like talk like people out of the ghost. Crazier and crazier ideas to try and just maybe accept the simple fact that there's a ghost of a drowned child pushing pints at a pub for no reason. Obviously, rock solid evidence. Look, I'm all for a straightforward solution, Connor. <laughs> yeah. But and it, look, is it just one? It's just one instance of a glass. <laughs> so it was breaking, just this one it? incidence of the pint. Yes. That That's they have it. on video. That's the only... Oh, they've zoomed in. Hang on, they've oh, zoomed, they've zoomed in, in later on in the see, video. Oh, now maybe this will come to the... This will solve all your fucking questions <laughs> here. <laughs> okay, what? look. If the point's on the table, it's fucking half over the edge already. And then it moves maybe six millimetres. Uh, and then suddenly tips. Okay? If this ghost had dragged it from the middle of the table, then I'd be yeah. leaving ghosts. Yeah. But the fact that it was basically already broken and tipped over... Like, it, every, it, it, every, it doesn't do it for Once me. a month, I come to you with rock solid evidence. This is the one, Sean. I thought every month I think this is the one. We you turn up to my house like, I while I'm having with, dinner with, with, <laughs> with evidence and red string. Okay, and I think yeah. this is the one that's going to solve it. And every time, you just, I can't quite get you. It's like Bigfoot. Every so often I try to convince you of that as well. I would say get so every so often I try and convince <laughs> you of Bigfoot. Every whenever I feel take well, my get, fancy. Get some compelling evidence, Connor, and I'll happily oh, believe that you. That seems is like all a I'm bit saying. of a negative Nelly vibe that I'm getting Sorry, back here. This is a news um, show. <laughs> Just a bit of a negative Nelly. That's all you are. Um, so apparently the ghost is a 17-year-old boy named Edward who hangs out in the cellar because he died after drowning in a well in the property. Why does he hang out in the fucking cellar thing? Because <laughs> he's why an alcoholic he, who drowned. Why, but why isn't he, like, haunting the well? Like, mm. that's, a, that's a prime haunting spot. Yeah. You're like, answer me that, Connor. Why is he moving? How close is the well to the cellar? I can only assume the well was directly on the cellar before they built around it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So why would they build? But why? Why would they build? <laughs> it seems like poor planning structure. Why would, they, why would they dig out a perfectly good well in order to put a cellar in there? <laughs> this will keep the drinks dry. <laughs> when in the well. <laughs> this, this pub. This pub looks old as well, Connor. 
Oh, now, it looks look, like it's been I, there a while. The, the owner, Scott, says there's been other occasions in that corner where we've had pints moving on the table and tipping over. I've even swapped the table round and it still seems to happen. It's Sorry. not the table itself, but it's definitely in that spot. But he... But, but <laughs> Mm-hmm. All that means is that the ground is unlevel. <laughs> no, that's not what that means, Sean. Normally, the guy's one of the people that can explain away something like that. But he watched the footage back and was flabbergasted by it. He didn't believe in anything strange or paranormal, but he does now. Oh, fuck. Oh, lads. O- okay, but do you think there's like... And I don't mean to suggest this, right? But here's my suggestion. Is that do you think... Yeah. That there's a certain attractiveness to you being a haunted quoi. pub. Je ne sais quoi, if you will, to mm. being a haunted pub. That you're like that. There are people that will go to your pub just because it's haunted, and then maybe business has taken a bit of a downturn in the last few weeks. And he's like, "Ah, oh, right, I'll put the I'll put the slanty table out this today." The pub has been a hotspot for mediums and paranormal investigators over the years, oh. with many of them drawn to the cellar room downstairs. Okay. Um, he says it's filled in, uh, but there's a space at the front and back, but this big square is filled in. It just seems really strange. So there's a big square in the cellar. The mediums, the visitors, reckoned there's a well in there. So they didn't see it. They just know, right? Oh, surely, they said, surely there's old town maps and where you could find the location of the well. Would you shut up, Sean? I'm giving you rock solid evidence. And they said one of the entities who walks around the pub, a young lad called Edward, was pushed down that well that they can't see and have made it up and is in the square underneath Strand the ground. record of someone huh? being pushed down a well. I'd wager if you're at a time where a 17-year-old can be pushed down a well and no one face any repercussions or remember him properly then that's a time where the well is fairly important to daily life in the village. (laughs) And surely it would be of note that some fucking body was discovered in it. Um, Look, I will admit, Scott has then also admitted that he's gained patrons thanks to the ghost nights he holds. Lass, what did I say? (laughs) People absolutely love what he said. Scott wants to take a couple of weeks off. That's what's happening here. <laughs> we've done three ghost nights so far, and each one of we've done has been a success. Every time we do da- table table tipping in here, the table goes mental. We did one session with our what's table tipping? Table tipping. I have no. I imagine is that like, when everyone puts their hands on the table and then if it starts rocking, the ghost is like having a fucking rave underneath it? Or I don't know. Uh... The lifting or manipulation of a table during a yeah. seance attributed yeah. to you. I've done this. Yeah. This is okay. That's bullshit as well. What are you talking bullshit? If that's you rock solid. Mm, okay, it's a thing where you, it's light as a feather, stiff as a board. You know that whole thing yeah. uh, where like you, so you like get two fingers, thing like a bee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The very same color, <laughs> but you get two fingers on each hand and you put them under the table. And with like s- seven or eight people around the table, you can lift it. Oh, but you're only using two fingers. Yeah, but there's. S- Seven other people helping you to lift that table. That's almost 14 fingers. That's almost... you take out a few hands. <laughs> like, but like, you know, a pub table, like one of those square tables, you can lift one of them on your own, right? Yeah. So if you had one hand on it, you'd only need one other person to help you lift it. But what if a ghost, the ghost died in an earthquake? What if, what if the way they show you is just by like raising the table real quick? Why is that a ghost thing to do? Like, if the ghost's able to do that, like, if a ghost needs my help to lift a table, he's not a very good ghost. <laughs> Why do ghosts always rearrange furniture? What? Yeah, what's their deal with that? What's the deal? Like, start, like, I, like, I just wish they'd do something more tangible and, like, actually, like, oh, no, this is... A, just write. Pick up a marker. Yeah. I, rob someone's phone. If you're a ghost, rob someone's phone. Turn on the video. Pick up a marker and write on the whiteboard, I am a ghost, and have it all on video. 4K. I, I, have, a, I have a TV show idea. Go I ahead. think we can make millions off. 24 hour ghost makeover, okay? Okay. What we do, we get a bunch of ghosts, right? And yeah. we get them to do a makeover of one of the houses. And it's always like the family, they've got a sad story. One of them fell down the stairs a few months ago and is going through a difficult time. I would really love a new kitchen, right? Oh, very so what good. we do is we get old fucking Casper and his mates. They come in, right? And yeah. we don't show anything. Let them just, let them have a fucking vibe. Let them feel around, move a few tables, a few chairs on top of tables, that kind of stuff. See what they come up with. 
at the end of the show we come in see what they've done have they re-wallpapered maybe ghosts don't know how to do that I don't know what their mechanical they, skills are like they can't mix the paste correctly can't mix the paste but what they can do is move stuff and I would be interested to know how they move it to get you know a better you know a vibe in the that's, room that's true we can we can set it in Ireland we'll call it queer eye and it'll all be Irish ghosts going around doing up people's houses <laughs> queer eye <laughs> queer eye <laughs> I think uh, this poem is not haunted, but I thought this was going to be the one to get you. You've kind of convinced me now. I've, I've, I've played right back. into your hands yeah. uh, by, first of all, getting angry, and second yeah. of all, not believing in ghosts again. We should, we'll try again in a few weeks, guys. What if one, di- one, di- well, like one week on this show, I'm not the sceptic, and I'm like, Connor, did, no, like I genuinely believe this. But I find it so much funnier than you get angry. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely friendship to have. Yay! Okay, Don't hear about the on? speed map again? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody does. Um, a speed map, but it's made by Flash. Of course it is. Of course it's the um, only way to go, Connor. I mean, it's the only way. Um, do you think this fell slow mops? In Flash, where would I that be false advertising? I think the traditional mop has been relegated to slow. I, I think there's, yeah, you know? there's no niche in the market for it no. anymore. You need a whole separate bucket to fucking ring it out. That's all. I'm that's... not bringing a second bucket. Just give me the one. <laughs> give me the one bucket. That's all I want. I hate myself so much. <laughs> um, we have moving on to our another. I have another story that includes pettiness um, and just. I think just. Doing something because you know it's right. Because I have India Man wins 22-year court battle against railways over 21 pence. Okay. Uh, was 21 pence worth a lot back in the day? Or? 20 rupees. Uh, he was charged 20 rupees extra for two tickets he bought in 1999 in India. Um, which Christ. accounted to zero pint, basically 25 a quarter in dollars. <laughs> In 1999. Yes, or 21 pence. Um, so he'd been charged an extra 21 pence. In and he had held on to this for 22 um, years. The incident occurred at the railway station in the northern Indian state of Uttar Pradesh. A consumer court last week ruled that he, in favour, and asked the railways to refund him the amount with interest. Oh, okay. So... Look, if movies have taught me anything, Connor, this man is a millionaire now because of cumulative interest and how that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says he's attended over 100 hearings in connection with the case. The amount he spent <laughs> far outweighs anything that he could have earned. Then he says, you can't put a price on the energy and time I've lost fighting this case. <laughs> you chose to fight it, my friend. <laughs> it's 21 pence. I looked it up, right? Yeah. It's worth about 40 pence now. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. No, you wouldn't. That's like pretty you good. Would, you, like, you, couldn't, you couldn't get anything for it, Connor. What are you talking about? It's about the principle of the thing. I don't... 1999, like, this man was robbed of a future because what, of 21 pence. Was it malicious or was it a mistake? I think it was just a mistake. Consumer courts in India specifically deal with grievances related with services, but they are known to be overburdened by cases and sometimes it can take years for even simple cases to be solved. Um, when <coughs> I... Actually, sorry. When I was in retail in the shop, uh, I had a letter of complaint written about me. No way! Because, because, so Ireland got rid of one and two cents a while ago. Then we just started rounding everything. So it's either zero, five, or zero again. That it I just carry 100 euro bills, just around. It's, it's classic, it's the only Don't way to do it. Don't change, I'll throw it back in your face. <laughs> Hard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all of the labels in the shop still ended in uh, nine, nine, like twenty two ninety nine or whatever it was. Uh, and this man wrote a letter of complaint about me because I couldn't give him, by law, I couldn't give him his two cent back because oh, of shit. the rounding error. Oh, shit. So he, I, maybe something costs four ninety eight. dollars he puts it a fiver. Yeah. You can't give him anything back. I can't give him anything back because rounding up, it costs a fiver because those coins are out of circulation now. We didn't oh. keep them in the till anymore. So were you arrested, put in jail for 25 years? Yeah, I went to a gulag and I had to work it <laughs> off. 
Ross Kemp came to visit me. <laughs> I mean, I was in several documentaries at the time, Connor. <laughs> Solitary's a tough one. <laughs> but yeah, that's just like, that, that's why I have no sympathy for this man. I'm like, just take your fucking lumps, okay? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> You've come down on the side of the government. No. I don't, An interesting no, stance, no, Sean. No, 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 Connor, please. No, come on. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> it took this many episodes, but finally the truth has come out. That you... Secret, <laughs> secret capitalist, Sean Meehan. <laughs> um, so they're obviously overburdened by cases, and sometimes it can take years. Um, <clears throat> he, the man was travelling from Matura to Morabad. Oh, you got I'm, it, bud. I, I definitely didn't. Don't worry about it. Say Litra, as we always go back to. When a ticket booking <laughs> clerk overcharged him for the two tickets he had bought, the tickets cost 35 rupees each. But when he gave 100 rupees, the clerk only returned 10 rupees. This Oh, it's very similar to my rounding story yeah, from earlier. Yeah. Clerk could have, been, could have been having a bad day, you know? Charging 90 rupees for the tickets instead of 70. Also, 1999, did they have like... Those proper machines that told you the exact change? Probably not, no. Probably man had an abacus at the time. Uh, <laughs> he was looking at the sun <laughs> to find out the change. Ah, it's cloudy. Yeah, you know, I'm going to just guess. Um, the man apparently told the clerk he had overcharged him, but he did not get any refund at the time, which he hept in his soul. The hatred. Is, is the clerk <clears throat> still... Like around, <laughs> is he still working Shot. as a he clerk? Shot, death was penalty. He? Death penalty right. came to him. Yeah, so he decided Jesus. to file a case against the North East Railway, a section of the Indian Railways, and the booking clerk in a consumer court. He said it took him years because of the slow pace that it works in India. But at the same time, if you worked in the you know any sort of law, um, yeah. if there was a case for a murder. And there was a case for this person extorted $7,000 out of this person. And then there was this guy. I think we we know who's getting bottom billing. Absolutely. Like, there's a priority list of, like, things that have to be dealt with. And it's like, you know, impact on the complainant. And then also, like, uh, impact on the amount of time it's going to take to process this. And he's um, just wasting everyone's time. So apparently he had to take it to the 2021 Supreme Court. <laughs> Supreme Court. <laughs> because the railways were like, you can't charge us. You'd have to go to the railway tribunal and not a consumer court. And he was like, no, that's wrong. And so they took him the whole way to the Supreme Court <laughs> to prove that it could even be heard in a consumer court. Um, after a long fight, the judgment ordered the railways to pay him a fine of 15,000 rupees or 150 pounds. My God. I mean, okay, look, in terms of like, you know, initial loss versus eventual gain. Yeah. That's pretty high in itself. Yeah. But I would argue, as he said himself, like the amount of travel and admin and all of those kind of payments that had to go out over the last the two decades. This is him talking and he's like, the compensation I got was very tidy and it does not make up for the mental anguish this case has caused me you chose to be you can absolutely choose to be angry about things and this man chose <laughs> to be angry about 20 imagine pence. the balls to be like this case has caused me a lot of anguish they didn't actually give me enough money and he's like I got overcharged by 20 cent <laughs> I think it's some form of him being like institutionalised like he doesn't know how to live without fighting this case no I do you know what I think time. I think he went home and his husband, his wife, boyfriend, girlfriend had a sly remark, okay? Yeah. They said, and look, go with me here. He gets home. He's like, I think they overcharged me by 20. I didn't want to cause a hassle, but kind of annoyed me. And then whoever it was just said, that's you. You wouldn't even cause any issues. You know what I mean? Oh. That's, you don't have oh. any fucking, nothing in you. You don't have that dog in you. 
to go Jeez. after what you want, do Connor, you? Connor, this is very specific. Are you I'm, just, okay? I'm just thinking of what would cause this man to be like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I will find and wrong. kill that ticket clerk. <laughs> They're obviously broken up for a long time. Oh, you'd hope so. You'd hope yeah. so. But it but lingers, so, you know. Something had to happen. There had to be a comment from somebody in his family or a loved one that caused him to be like, I have to win this case. It's my identity. I just, like, would you fight this? Like, say you bought a, a train ticket. No. Right? I, I mean, I think you order anything online and it comes and it's wrong. You just take that L. You just go, okay, right, look. Yeah. And it's fine. I'm even like, and this isn't even like me being like, oh, I have to please people and shit. Like, if, if I get the wrong order at a restaurant, nine out of ten times, unless it's something I'm allergic to, I'm going to eat it. I do <laughs> not care. Like, <laughs> it makes no say, difference. Can I have the lasagna and you give me a fish and chips? I also like fish and chips. <laughs> this is the it's thing. Fine. I'm also not a picky eater. So like, and like, even if like I order lasagna and you bring out spaghetti bolognese. Close I'm like, enough. that's, it's all the same thing. It's the same dish rearranged, it's, Italians. It's fucking fair play to you, Italy. <laughs> you tricked us. You and the Mexicans, you haven't figured it out. <laughs> same ingredients. Let's just fucking move them around. Fucking see what rearrange this. See what goes on, boys. Fucking hell. We're on to you. Um, we can say this as Ireland has no dishes. We've no di- we have bacon and cabbage, uh, which you call ham and cabbage, because ham we're from different parts of the country. Yeah. Uh, we have stew. Which because is if you say bacon option. and cabbage, people are going to think you mean like rashers, like bacon and sausages. See, and if stuff. you say see rashers, even is like touch yeah. and go some places. But no, like like big bacon medallions and things like that. You can have ham, big ham. chunk of ham. See, I, you say ham, I think sliced ham. Nah, you're man, not, you're wrong. You're not, you're yeah, not. Look, we don't want to get into a culture war, but I'll fight to the death. <laughs> this is this. the one thing we can never agree on on this show. <laughs> We're very different. This is like a documentary. <laughs> Things seem to be going well, but they had their differences and like us are talking heads. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first disagreement we've ever had. <laughs> Um, so we're moving on Sean to our next piece of news and I have the perfect hiding spot if uh, the police come to get you Sean because in the UK this week a car thief was the police went to his house they thought they had him and he was caught hiding inside a giant teddy bear on the floor I mean it's not the worst hiding place I've ever heard of Mm. According to the social media post by the Greater Manchester Police, 18-year-old Joshua Dobson had been wanted by cops since May. So, he's been on the run since May. He went he stole a car before fueling up without paying. Last month, when officers went to his address to arrest him, they noticed a large teddy bear on the property that appeared to not be entirely inanimate. Wait, was he moving around in I, the I teddy bear I think it's kind of rude, Josh, if you get into the into the teddy bear and then you're like better have a fucking dance you you can't just go about your day dressed as a teddy bear <laughs> making a cup of tea when they come in just like fucking cutting the grass outside as <laughs> and waving to the police car as they come up um, the cops found that the 18 year old had stuffed himself the giant five foot teddy bear in his house um, Jesus how tall is Josh I, I, I hope Look, less I, than five <laughs> I've asked something there that's probably not included in the original article. I, I know it's that. four foot eleven and six millimeters. Jesus, that's that's perfect. That's a full four Do eleven. Wait, go ahead if you know. I haven't actually. written here. Um, so he's uh, on a good day. Yeah, uh, nine stone. Bad oh. day, three hundred pounds. Man, he yeah. really fluctuates, doesn't big, he? He's a big, big lunches. Jesus. Big lunches, big dinners. He's got several bears ready to go. <laughs> when we went to arrest him, uh, the officers noticed a large bear breeding <laughs> in the corner. Not like a like a real grizzly bear or anything, like, like a stuffed bear breathing. <laughs> um, they also then put up on Facebook, he's now stuffed behind bars. Ha 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 ha, got him. not the best okay, one you stop. could have done. Not fantastic, um, but you could barely believe it, I suppose. Um, yeah, he's so got a... Oh, the, no, no, can't do it. Oh, oh, um, no. Since being shared, the post has left um, many people uh, with a lot of thought, Sean. Now, this is on Facebook, of course, so well, these are all just the, the best of the best. Uh, what well, one user wrote, he will only have the bare necessities whilst in jail. Very good, very good. Yeah. It's an easy target, but it's a classic. 
Um, another added, OMG, I had to check the date. Should have saved this for April 1st. Crime doesn't wait for anyone. Okay, I don't want to stress this. Also, um, and look, I don't mean, look, what a worthless fucking comment. Just <laughs> has no... There's that contributes nothing. Actually, I do have a story. It's on our way home from work, right? Yeah. Me and my girlfriend on the train, and we were just sitting there, and she went on her Facebook, and where she's from has like a community Facebook page. Yeah. Right. I've seen and these I, before. These as are a laugh. I said, let's click into it and see what because it's just people that are slightly older than us, Sean, I would say, um, who perhaps may be grandparents of people, and they all just run that page. And they're all having conversations with themselves, but it's amazing, because there was a robbery or something that took place in the town. Okay. And so, like, this was last week or the week before. So I was like, it had, like, 65 comments. I'm like, that's the hot spot. We need to go there because we've got, we've got old people arguing. So I went there. It was just nonstop going, this town is fucking gone to the that's... dogs. <laughs> right? And if it's gone to the dogs means terrible in Ireland, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I, I, we were just having a conversation yeah. and there then for a second. somebody, of course, commented underneath, yeah, it's from that street. And you'll be surprised to know oh. some stri- that street doesn't include a few Irish people. Um, but oh, then right. somebody else came oh, in and said, dear. you're dead right, Tony. And then somebody else... Just fully agreeing with this shit. And then, and then I think it was Joan... I remember Joan came in and was like, I hate this place. And then clearly a woman underneath who looked 97 commented and said, I enjoy this town. To which Joan said, you're wrong. Oh, Joan is not out to make friends (laughs) in the locality. The best joy you can have in a day. Just scrolling through the worst people who there's no like clever comments back it's just no yeah you're wrong <laughs> there's no filter there's no like it's just like a stream of consciousness and because it's on facebook it doesn't feel real and between every sentence there's yeah. like three or four dots <laughs> and i don't know why that's a thing but that's just a, everyone does it for some reason or one of the atms wasn't working or something like one of the Scandalous. banks has, like it was an out of service atm at the, on the street and this caused a ruckus shot. I mean, I went there four months ago and that ATM also wasn't working. Absolutely ridiculous. That bank, that bank might have gone cashless, actually. Oh, <laughs> yes! Somebody... Oh, that was the best that was thing. A, just that's happening me. a load at Somebody the underneath. And oh, what was his name? It was it was a guy and he looked, once again, about 80. Oh, that's and a he Brendan. Went, and made something like that. And he just went, well, well, well. Y'all thought I was a fucking weirdo. But you tinfoil hat dickheads didn't realise cashless society. They want to control us. This is what they're going to start off with. Out of service ATMs. And then literally, underneath it was, oh, it's working again. (laughs) (laughs) So how to delete Facebook comment. (laughs) Well, well, well. Y'all thought I was fucking mad. Um, Just sitting at the kitchen table typing that real smug. Oh, he thinks he's the smartest man in the world. It was just, I've never seen a Facebook comment start with well, well, well. <laughs> which yeah. I greatly enjoyed. <laughs> That's so good. I need I need to join that page and just see. Join Addy. Would you have a? You probably have a local Facebook page. Just join it. You don't even need to comment anything. But just join it and wait till something very minor happens, and it's just the best. <laughs> I just watch it all kick off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And I do have. Um, how do, how do I introduce this? Uh, a man had he, he had a pretty good week in terms of home ownership because pretty oh. tough times these days, Sean. Tough to get a house, especially in Ireland here. Um, Scandalous, absolutely. Country's gone housing to the dogs. crisis. You know how it is. We don't want to get into it, right? But yeah. it's, it's it's frankly it's not very funny. <laughs> copy and paste error results in Nevada homeowner getting eighty seven properties for the price of one. <laughs> oh ho ho ho! And legally. Are they his? Legally, they are, I think. Okay. 
continue with the story. So, Connor. a Nevada homeowner literally got more than she bargained for after her, after ending up with an entire swat of lots in a subdivision in the west central part of the state when trying to buy a single family home. The buyer was originally purchasing a single home uh, valued at $590,000. Jesus okay. Christ, that's a lot yeah. of money. For us, yes. Um, but the buyer gained not just the property she was buying, but also 84 extra house lots and two additional parcels. Um, as the properties included several home sites that have already been built and sold, at least 64 of the lots were put under the buyer's name as of Saturday. Oh, shit. So it's like it's written down you own these. Yeah, so the transaction was flagged by the assessor's office, which says it quickly notified the title company involved in the issue. The culprit apparently was copy and paste, as they tried to copy and paste one, but accidentally didn't realise they had copy and pasted the rest of the document from that area. It's a standard mistake to make, really. Uh, unforgivable, but standard I'm, mistake. I'm death penalty again. I just, yeah, it's the only way to go. <laughs> Now, this woman who got all of these houses and properties and lands has a very fucking thin line to walk now. Here we go, yeah. Because you could either become the person who provides affordable housing and cheap rents or cheap property for everyone, for 87 lucky people. Or you have the people. biggest house in the world. Yeah, or have the biggest house in the world and rent out rooms for extortionate amounts of money. So the leader, the chief deputy assessor, um, Corey Burke, said, because it was a pretty clear mistake was made, our assessment services decision reached out to Westminster title right away. So they could begin working on correcting the chain. So, you know, get all the properties transferred back. It's okay. Um, Unfortunately, uh, what Please tell me she's that- not answering. <laughs> My toss. Flagging errors caused by incorrect legal descriptions actually happens fairly often, apparently, according to mostly due to copy and paste mistakes. Um, this particular case is just a little more interesting because of the number of lots provided. Correcting the mix up will require one thing as a step one, Sean. Oh. The homeowner in question to transfer the title back to Toll Brothers, who they got them from. I mean, why would you? Why <laughs> would you at that point? Technically, technically you could... I don't know how this would hold up in court, but would you win if, you know, you tried to buy a, a property, they gave you 85? Maybe you wouldn't, because it's technically human mistake, but... I would like to see that battle. If, look, if I was told that no, like, worker would be impacted by this mistake, I would absolutely keep all of those. You it's know? like those stories that you're like, um, man gets automatically said, or someone gets automatically said $3 million accidentally yeah. by, the, by the bank. And they're like, you have to give it back. But... At the same time, they have sent it to me, and I don't want to imply finders, keepers, losers, weepers, but I found it. Maybe, look, look, uh, greatness. Look, people are not born great. Some people have greatness trust upon them. So maybe <laughs> I meant to have all of this property in land. I don't know. I, you see that a lot, though, of them giving it back. There has to be some legal thing to be like, no, you have to. Mm. Because the man's trying to keep us down, Sean. Like, right? they'll probably they'll pursue it and they'll get lawyers involved yeah. and it'll be a whole fucking But sure, thing. she could just keep selling houses to make it more money for better lawyers. Well, that's true as well. What if she sells them all, sells everything before legal before proceedings Before selling them back, because I don't technically own them anymore. I've given them to everyone in town. Yeah, so now you need to... And they can decide what they want to do with it. It's their, it's their house, you know. Just how easy the process will be is going to depend on how cooperative... <laughs> The woman is with several of the properties already involved, already sold to other buyers. So, I mean, getting back the titles could cause potential headaches for multiple look, people. I'm look. I'm fine with that. Look, I'm assuming I've done, I have this situation for me yeah. right now. I'm fine. The people who already paid for a house, they can have theirs back. Okay, but every other house and plot of land—that's my house. That's that's mine legally. That belongs to me. <laughs> what would you do with it? Solve the housing crisis here? I'd give free houses to all my friends. All your friends, free, free houses. Friends. Yeah, and all the patrons. Oh, all the patrons. Have a nice holiday home in Ireland there for yourself. So why not? We're giving them away. 
Give him sure I got him for nothing, boys. It's grand. <laughs> got him for nothing. I'll leave with nothing, Tony. I've had a lovely day. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I just seen this story and I just thought, the shithousery potential here is real. I don't know what she's going to decide, but like, it's big. She holds all the cards at the minute, so she could mm. come up with any absurd demand that she wants and they will have to fulfil it. $30 million. $30 million. Uh, I want to be king of the city for the rest of my life. Uh, I want my house to be made of gold. Why not? <laughs> Notice something different, Lenny? <laughs> when Homer's made completely of gold. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get a new haircut? <laughs> um, it's a deep cut, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, I follow Simpsons quote of the day and they had it last week of course of course um, virtually naked drunk bloke found asleep on top of car wearing just socks and pants pants meaning underwear or trousers yes uh, Sean I really need you to look up this image by the way because I laughed at it for several several seconds safe uh, search going to be excessive but um, virtually naked man drunk bloke found oh, asleep on top of car um, let's see go. what happens yeah uh, no this is about a drunk driving thing uh, that's different on. that's different just try this week a bit different uh, drunk man found to say oh here we go <laughs> ladbible.com how are we doing perfect <laughs> oh no <laughs> Oh, the poor... Oh, no. <laughs> he's had a rough night as well, but he didn't end up in a coffin. You no, know, he didn't, positive. but he's on... He's just on top of a, a car roof. Like, a to- he climbed up there. Car. He climbed up, and then he's just, like, proper passed out he's on face top of front, the car. down into the car. Yeah. And then he's got on black, like, trunk... Not trunks, like, briefs, and then bright blue socks. So a local resident was shocked to find a drunk man wearing just socks and underwear asleep on top of a car. Tom Selby of Norfolk heard a commotion in the early hours of Saturday. Okay. Mm -hmm. He went to view his CCTV camera to see the man in just his underwear with what he describes as an outrageously violent wedgie. (laughs) That's a very good description of what's happened to this man here. Uh, someone had definitely had a heavy night. Um, Tom then decides to take the interview completely off the rails, which really I enjoyed having read this, as Tom describes himself as a keen badger watcher. <laughs> We're learning a lot about Tom in this interview. Um, and he often uses his CCTV system to see what they get up to overnight, which is a fancy way of saying Tom's a serial killer. Tom, Tom fucking voyeurs some badgers every so often. Then, oh, I'm watching the badgers, so I am. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah very yeah. good, Tom. You know the badgers, um, big wink? I'm saying cameras up everywhere. Um, but the noise came from something slightly bigger than a badger this time. <laughs> Why is that there? After hearing a commotion and seeing a few bits on the floor the next morning, I scrolled through my CCTV to see what had happened. I stumbled across this man lying on the car with an outrageously violent wedgie, asleep on top. People often get up to weird stuff once they've had a few too many, says Tom. Tom, you're sounding more and more like a serial killer by the second. I'm very sorry. (laughs) People often pass out outside my home um, (laughs) and I check my cameras for, uh, oh, um... Uh, badgers? Badgers. It was badgers. 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 Yes. What's so fascinating about badgers? They're just they're just shit raccoons. <laughs> What's so fascinating about any animal? Also, why would you set up a CCTV camera for one specific animal? That seems a bit sus. I can see it for birds and stuff, but not for badgers, mm. you know? A badger will... If you, okay, so I learned a few. If a badger attacks you, you're meant to break a stick because a badger won't release until he thinks he's broken a bone. So if you break a stick, he hears it and he's like, okay, the bone's broken. Seriously? And off. Yeah, that's what I heard. I did not know that. I learned that in primary school for some did reason. Did you? <laughs> yeah. You carried around a stick for the rest of your life? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. around my neck. <laughs> Just people Very like, that popular does, with dogs, Connor. That, that does not go with that outfit. <laughs> uh, but when the badger comes, oh, you'll yeah. be thankful. You'll all be fucking laughing dead. Wait, no, you won't be laughing. You'll be dead. I'll be laughing. I'd be running away with my two functions. Badgers surely bones. can't break human bone. Badgers can break a human bone, man. I guarantee it. Like I, a leg. I, I've, okay, not like a femur, probably. But like, like, we're thinking like fingers. Badger, I could, I'd say I could break an arm. Ooh, yeah, maybe a little arm. Maybe like a little snap at the wrist. A li- like a wrist, like a, a, a radius or an ulna. 
Ulma. Uh, oh, go on, bird badger watcher Sean, please. Their cheeks are tough enough to break the bones of the animals badgers eat. That doesn't say human. That doesn't uh, if they don't eat human. On, That's uh, not proof. D- 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 Badger bites on humans are extremely rare. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it's all falling apart. There's no fucking evidence to that. Okay. First of all, Quora.com. Can a badger break a man's leg? <laughs> Did uh, you just write that? I might have done, and I'm waiting for the responses. Well, uh, well, well. Okay. The evidence, Sean, is not backing up what you're saying. Well, this okay. Well, James O'Neill, who has a PhD in zoology from Queen's yeah. University in Belfast, Ari, don't trust him. Uh, he has the bite for a badger has a bite force of about 210 newtons, enough to take a finger off but nowhere near the force required to break any of the major leg bones. Interesting. Isn't that interesting, Sean, since that goes against your weird stick idea? I look, if, if I had a stick in place of a finger and a badger bit that, he'd probably think he yeah, bit but my finger like, off. That's a completely different argument. Yeah, a badger no. could bite your finger off. I was willing to That would involve that. breaking a bone. Yeah, but you're saying you're carrying the stick like he's going to start breaking fucking femurs. Not like he's torturing me, like he's looking for information or some shit. <laughs> you think he's going straight for that elbow and just like popping it out, just like breaking it in half? Yeah, he's kneecapping me. Little he's does absolutely he know. not. I have one and a half kneecaps anyway, it's fine. There's, there's no way that badger is doing anything to any of your bones. I... L- look, if, a, if I think... Look, biting off a finger constitutes breaking a bone to me. Because it's broken. And I think there's bigger problems. I think you can break a bone and still, like, recover. Finger gone. It's gone. It's bitten off. No, you can reattach a finger. Yeah, but not if it's in the badger's mouth and it runs away. No, but that's why you have the stick. <laughs> so that you think... <laughs> Sorry. He's biting your finger. Yeah. You pull out a stick. How are you going to crack it with one hand? How... How... how f- what sti- how big do you think this stick is? I'm carrying is? a big trunk around. <laughs> you're, you're hauling around a, a giant redwood over here. I've got a little piece of bamboo. I've got a chopstick. I'm separating right. chopsticks over you're here. Right, and so you, sma- you crack the chopstick and you think he's going to hear that. I'm going to say, right, well, I'll stop now, the chewing. Yeah, because that's what he's waiting for, is for the bone to break. But surely he wants to eat your finger. And, but he like he will, but he'll stop once the bone breaks. <laughs> Let's That's test. what they do. <laughs> Let's test. You get me a badger, and I'll get you a several badger. human hands. We put you in there. You give up your hand. Oh, I'm not a... fucking doing it. No, no, we're, you're doing it. You're the one backing it. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person backing this. I, look, I look. I think it's. I look. Okay, if a badger came yeah. up to me, I'd rather have a stick and try it than not have it. Okay, I, I'm willing to go along with that, but at the same time, when I pulled out my stick, I would still have the thought in my head that said, ah, fuck it, this isn't going to work See, either. you don't believe it, it's not going to work, Connor. Also, <laughs> I love magic stick. When I first broke out this, like, story, you were like, oh, fuck, that's, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. And now you're just really going in hard on me because I feel like betrayed you. <laughs> you Googled it. I googled it to Quora. Like, if I did yeah. more research, I could probably find something. Yeah, I know. mean, if you look at it, it look hard enough. Eventually, you'll find somebody on Reddit who's like, "I heard that in primary school, lads." So and like, oh, like a- Maud Sheehan or something. I'm actually a badger, uh, so <laughs> I can tell you. I'm that actually that's a badger, and out. I'm actually in the stress in this image. Um, we're finishing off this week, Sean, with Florida woman who. We cover a lot of stories from Florida in that they just don't like the police. Um, because the police seem to always be arresting them. And Fair. I don't know why that is. They don't do anything wrong. Uh, Florida man, Florida woman, they just, they're just living their lives, committing crimes. I mean, there's 200-odd episodes of this show yeah. to suggest that they're they're doing some wrong, Connor. Ah, uh, like, not minor, minor things. Like, okay. not murder, probably. Well, uh, we haven't covered it with this oh, show. There's definitely, there, yeah, there's oh, there's definitely... So much murder. Has been reported upon, but it definitely happens. Well, cop-hating Florida woman called precincts 11,000 times to berate officers. Jesus Christ. This falls in the same camp of, like, writing me a letter about two cents. Like, just fucking get over it. Karen Jefferson, 50, relentlessly dials the non-emergency lines from, say, Petersburg Police Department um, and harasses, belittles, swears at and argues with whoever picks up the line on the other end. No matter who they are, she's ready to argue. This is... 
Don't do this to people. Even if Jeff- you're a Florida woman. Jefferson somehow managed to place 512 calls over a single 24-hour period. That's insane. That's actually insane. Her annual tally works out at about 30 calls to the departments each day. Um, her Jefferson's ringtone rampage accounted for... Wait till you hear this, Sean. Her yeah. ringtone rampage accounted for 10% of all phone traffic to the department line for the year. That's, like, that's a call about every... Two and a half to three minutes. Yeah. She's fucking making. She she's doing it. That's ridiculous. Block her number. I know you're the police. Block her block number. Them. You can't. It's the police. What if what if she's in trouble? <laughs> uh, like arrest her for. I don't know. Do you think after like five hundred of them, the person at the far end sees the numbers? Like maybe she's in trouble this time. Look, may, maybe maybe this I'd is the love one. to think someone had enough goodness in their heart to think that. But I think it's absolutely, oh, fuck. Also, like, I know it's the non-emergency number, but people probably need that line to be open. And I, um, I wonder there's not a load of phones there waiting. Her calls usually devolve, devolve into the use of extreme expletives and sexual innu- innuendo to complaint notes. Jefferson allegedly warns police personnel that she'll simply call back if they hang up and appears to follow through on that promise. Exasperated cops sent Jefferson a letter in June threatening to arrest her if he didn't just give it a rest. Just, just stop. Um, and that was absolutely a meeting that was had. Like, lad, what what can we do to stop this? But she ignored the letter and was hit with a misdemeanor charge after making $400 bail. She was again arrested this week after allegedly continuing her spree even after getting out of jail. Um, and so now she is sitting in jail and has and could spend several years in prison over the coming years. But Florida woman, I mean, it's a one-woman brigade the thing is right seven years in jail like she gets one phone call a day (laughs) so she's like fingers twiddling she's like do I ring do I ring my my child do I I ring my nephew niece um any family it's actually my brother's birthday today isn't it but do I call my lawyer try and get out of here maybe ring the lawyer maybe just even just ask how am I get but at the same time nobody's told to go fuck themselves today so I mean maybe I gotta gotta, do my civic duty here do you think she's going directly to the to the zedit of police officers though because like she's in the jail and so she could then shout a multiple. That's true. That's true. It's not. Re- it's not eliminating the problem. It's just making it some other police officer's they're, problem. They're bringing the problem to them. Yeah. Where and you can't do anything to her while she's in prison. Like you can't send her to another prison. Because <laughs> that's what she yet. wants. She wants more of you. She wants to the, take the whole country down. She wants to call every police officer in the country a prick. Flor- Florida woman. This this woman is just the epitome of Florida pettiness. This is just shithousery on a level that we never really see. Is just she just wants to call and call them a dickhead all day, and they can't hang up because she was wronged by them in the past. We don't know what happened, but maybe she's maybe she's mad about her fellow Florida men, Florida woman getting arrested all the time. It's just it's a lot of anger to maintain constantly. You know, it sounds yeah. exhausting. Just write a letter, sleep on it, and then the next morning, let's see how you feel. Yeah, write a letter. Don't send it even. Don't send it, Sean. Just get exactly. your thoughts out there, send that, you know. Write out that text, type it out, and sit on it. Have but I'd recommend type it in the notes app, just so you don't accidentally hit send. You don't want to accidentally hit send oh, when it's Jesus, in the draft. Oh, leave it in drafts, read back on it in a year or so, and rethink things. In a year. <laughs> How dare you kill my father? <laughs> Read it in a year. Yes, I would like to invest in Google. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's 1994. <laughs> I could have got in. Um, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week of Weird News, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? Yeah, sure, why not? Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode. Actually... We won't be back next week. Oh, yes, this is true. Connor is going on a little holiday for himself. I'm going going on the Hollybops. Going on the Hollybops. So we won't have Wednesday or Friday next week. I'll I'll throw something together for Monday for everyone. Uh, Look forward to that, I guess. I'm Uh, assuming it'll be a Q&A. So if you have any questions, throw them all in. Yeah, 
Any questions for any questions for your old pal Sean over here? Uh, Fireman, you can do actually. This is a perfect time. Uh, you yeah. can do it to the Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divimus Discussion Group or Heroes for Hire Podcast on Facebook. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast, or you can email your questions to Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook dot com. Now. That's the social stuff. We do also have to thank all of our lovely patrons. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Here's for Hire podcast. You can also submit Q&A questions there. And big shout outs go to Roisin Chunky Lobes Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson. Watch the Yes And 24 hour D&D charity live stream starting 12pm 27th of August New Zealand Standard Time. Waffles will be DMing. David Clark, Sean Chuckin in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jamieson. Dominic, Anna Helmroos, Little Dicky going on record that Titania does not represent the entirety of Colorado McGrew. Danny I, think McLaugh- t- I, t- I think she does. I, I want to say that. Actually, yeah, we've been think- we've talked about it as a podcast, <laughs> and everyone from Colorado is exactly like Everyone's Titania. Yeah. So I look. I, I don't yeah. know what to say to you there. Absolutely. But, uh, look, there's worse people to be, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Danny McLaughlin, the fabulous Frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41. And Buster. Thank you all for the continued support. Really appreciate it. Speaking of Titania, the She-Hulk reviews will be going up on our Patreon in the future as those episodes come out. We're still trying to nail down a schedule on that, but it'll be something for everyone to look forward to. But the best way to ever help out the show is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Roland. I've been Sean Ian. We should see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.